1: Hello, and welcome to another live edition of What Catholics Believe. I'm your host, Thomas Nagley, and with me tonight is Father William Jenkins. He is a traditional Catholic priest of the Society of St. Pius V. He's also the pastor of Immaculate Conception Church here in Norwood, Ohio. Hello, Father. How are you?
0: Very fun. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Good. And also, We're both
0: very happy to welcome our special yes, guest.
1: our special guest, all the way from Puerto Rico, we have our friend Chris Piretti, who runs the uh, Defeat Modernism. Web page and channel that I know a lot of our viewers are familiar with. So, Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, both. Yeah, Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Great to see you. To have you. Well, uh, Father Jenkins and Chris, we have some uh, some great questions tonight from our inbox. Uh, I'd like to get your take on some of these. And uh, this first one we've had for some time now. Uh, This viewer writes in and says that, uh, Father, he was listening to your four-part Pashendi series uh, that you did some time ago that we have posted on our website. And in there, you uh, explained the modernist notion of, quote, listening to the people of God, end quote. He says that uh, when hearing that, he was immediately reminded of propagandist Edward Bernays' comments on democracy Uh, Bernay said that under democracy, the people can easily be manipulated. They parrot ideas given to them, mistakenly believing they came up with them. I suspect that the philosophy of modernism itself is nothing more than another tool for control used by globalist oligarchs. Its purpose being to neutralize or destroy the true Catholic faith, which is the only real shield against their evil agenda. Father and Chris, do you find this assessment to be a feasible one? We
0: <clears throat> well I can't speak for Chris but I certainly do. I mean uh, Edward Bernays it's interesting you mentioned him name and it's because I think he's is that the nephew of uh, Sigmund Freud who actually came to this mm-hmm. country as and became the father of modern marketing? Mm-hmm. Uh, it sure sounds like it from what he said there that the, the masses can be manipulated yes. and not only into into having an idea imposed on them but then uh, also to be convinced that it was their idea right That it's some kind of spontaneous uh, reaction of the people yeah. um when you translate that into modernism you get francis you get francis's synodal church uh you even have him having a synod on synodality right <laughs> to uh try to redefine the very nature of the church and uh so yeah i'm sure that uh what our writer says there is very perceptive and very applicable to modernism that it is definitely a tool uh, working toward well what they call globalism, which is a one world, one world government uh, with a which is coincident with a one world religion. The one world religion and the one world government will actually be of a peace. It'll be an antitheocracy, theocracy uh, which will proclaim mankind to be God. And then uh, we'll proceed to, uh, of course, uh, prove that he, man, in that condition, is actually a devil, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That um, he becomes totally perverted and he, he considers that to be godlike. This is the concept that Satan has of himself, right? He wants to remake us into his own image and likeness. And uh, so this, there's no doubt that modernism definitely uh, is a very strong tool to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And Chris, uh, I'm going to turn the floor over to you. I, you know, yep. anybody who runs a website called <laughs> Defeat Modernism <laughs> yeah. has to have a good idea about yeah. this.
2: Yeah, and I actually did a, uh, I replayed that series of yours. I put some commentary on it on my own. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this all plays into this whole Masonic thought of equality, fraternity, mm-hmm. um, liberty primarily mm-hmm. so the the liberty of from the law of god mm-hmm. right the equality of of all men without the uh, i guess what i should say is the brotherhood the fraternity mm-hmm. of all men without the fatherhood of god mm-hmm. and a lot of this um well this thought of francis really coming out of john paul ii phenomenology right mm-hmm. the universal salvation where everyone is saved, he just doesn't necessarily know it, doesn't matter what you believe. Or if you believe it all. Right, you don't have to believe it all, it's just your experience. And so now with, the, with all of the control of the media to be able to form the minds of men, also the, the control of the universities, the schools, yeah. so all this indoctrination, now people think that what, what's good is evil, And what's evil is good, Mm. and so now, those of us, you know, the few, are going to be demonized, as we as we see now with the mandates, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it's for the good of the people, Mm -hmm. the good of the many, but nothing about the individual, individual soul. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that. Well, you know, when you talk about liberty for
0: for for equality, the great uh, battle cry of the French revolutionaries mm-hmm. coming out of the Masonic Lodges, of course, I think of the liberty of perdition as denounced by Pope Leo the Thirteenth and mm-hmm. his encyclical Libertas Praes It really is a liberty of perdition, right? a liber- liberty mm-hmm. of perversion. It's what St. Paul denounces as making liberty a cloak for malice, and that's what it is in the mm-hmm. world today. And here we are, even as you say, we're living in a world where I mean, we are the, the unvaccinated are the new lepers, and um, you know everyone is meant to look down at us as if we have some big sc- scarlet a, in yeah. Us. Yeah. Uh, and um, it's um, it's it's the way the world is going right now, uh, clearly, um, and it certainly is a um, a result of the, the modernist thinking. Um, I mean, you had relativism in philosophy. But when you introduce it into religion, then you actually produce a a concept of God who is not the supreme being who made all things. Um, you produce a very very distorted, very twisted uh, concept of of God. And by the way, um, it ultimately it, it it turns into us. You know, it turns into. Mm-hmm. And his church turns into what what Francis calls his synodal church,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a church that is uh, basically uh, f- claiming to draw its doctrines from the people, but the people are actually being fed from on high exactly. by the uh, politicians, uh, by the billionaires, you know, by the celebrities, and so on. That's what's forming their minds. This is the uh, this is going to be the new leper colony for us here. Exactly. Because we believe in truth. We believe in the true God.
1: And mentioning liberty, I think that's that's an important point because especially in America, we see this obsession with with so-called liberty. And so many people today, I think, mistake liberty for anarchy. Mm-hmm. And they they confuse the two, and they think that uh, you know they will hear it all the time that America is a, is a great country because we have so much liberty. But really, what they're what they're talking about is is anarchy. And ironically, um, when you have anarchy, you you end up with the exact opposite of, of liberty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have, you have no liberty mm-hmm. whatsoever, and that's what's happening in America today. That's also what's happening in the church, in, in the Novus Ordo Church today. Mm-hmm. Um, where well, anarchy is always at the service of
0: liberty. I'm sorry. Anarchy is always <laughs> at the service of tyranny, yes.
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Because um, in order to impose a tyranny, uh, the current order has to be destroyed, torn to the ground, so that the uh, they can build back better. Um, and so they're they're just using the um, the lawless um, uh, Antipa and BLM crowd to destroy. Uh, the the old order what they can they condemn as the Christian order of things or what's left of it uh, for the sake of building up some godless tyranny so that having deposed God they can claim the throne and insist that they they will be the new gods mm-hmm. they'll be the new uh, the new Nietzschean gods right Superman the billionaires who control everything mm-hmm. by the way if I may you know we also have uh, still are very a nice cup that we received. I think, Chris, you received one too. I received too, one as well. From yes. uh, Robert one. and Alison Meyer. It's Modernism, the Synthesis of All Heresies. I find it very ironic that they put a the, the coffee cup because, uh, you know, in, in in Vino Veritas, in wine there is truth, is the saying. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, uh, I think Pablo XIII again would say in, in coffee there is truth, right? Uh, he wrote an ode to coffee, I think, didn't oh, he? Oh, is that so? Oh, well, he was very fond of it. And so... Uh, in good Latin, actually. Hmm. So uh, it's ironic that we have a, an anti-modernist cup there that you fill with coffee to uh, wake, hopefully wake up, to wake up <laughs> the woke, right? Yeah.
2: Face, face the truth. A lot of people need to wake up because what's coming down on us is going to be, I think, something similar to the French Revolution, the Russian Revolution, where you're talking genocide,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, prison camps, Starvation. I mean, we always hear about, um, you know, the, the so-called Holocaust, but we never hear about the the right. where right. ten plus million Ukrainians this is before World War II, mm-hmm. right, were starved to death by Stalin. Mm-hmm. Why don't we ever hear about that? I'll let the I'll let the viewers if figure that out. Count, right? Yeah, I mean, because those were, you know, those were Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so to speak, in the Ukraine. I mean, in the Ukraine. Um, but the media doesn't care about Christians, uh, obviously not, because they want us swept away. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. They heard a little more in uh, the 1930s, right, in mm-hmm. uh, Soviet Russia. Ukraine was the breadbasket of Russia. And uh, he simply stole all their grain. They left them to starve and sold the grain on the... Market to other nations. That's how he enriched himself, and uh, to build factories and make war material. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, he literally sold the food uh, from out their very fields and left them all to starve. Uh, and they had those who were willing to enforce that at uh, bayonet point to prevent them from going and eating the food that they had raised. Mm-hmm. Um, there are always those who are willing to uh, be a police force at the service of tyrants agents of tyranny. And um, Stalin was able to find such people, to keep starving people away from their own food. Uh, it's a criminal, cruel thing. Um, but if, if someone is not familiar with what you're talking about, the Huda they should. Mm-hmm. They should look it up. Yeah, because we're, I think we're about to go through
2: something similar. I, I, I think we're facing something similar. Yeah. Yeah. Supply yeah. chain or not, right? <laughs> yeah. Or well, do you just want us in the, in the grocery store soon? Mm-hmm. I mean, in Puerto Rico, I can't even go into the restaurants. Can't get my hair cut. Mm-hmm. um You know, soon it'll be the it'll be the food. I mean, they're doing that in Germany now. In Germany already,
1: yeah. Can't yeah. yeah, go into the supermarkets. So, it's here. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's it's great how our, our writer here they they mentioned the uh the connection between the, the globalist oligarchy calls them and the uh and using this modernism as, as a tool for their agenda. And we see that so much today where uh you know the 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 novus ordo church it's it's just a it's a tool of of politicians and it's mm-hmm. the exact opposite of what we really should have with the real true catholic church is you you really are free you really do have have true liberty uh within within the traditional catholic church but with the the novus ordo church now we no longer have that because they're nothing more than than a, just a simple puppet of of the politicians and we see that with uh with the the um the mandates and with the, the closing down uh, of of the churches i mean it at the, the the whim of a, a simple politician mm-hmm. um the nova soto is going to shut down all of their all of their their masses and um it, it really is true that that the and now they're, they're using this as well with like with the vaccine mandates how where francis will come out and say that you know these these are perfectly acceptable you can go ahead and get these and now we have so-called catholic colleges who are uh you know pointing to that and and saying how well you know since francis says this then we're going to go by that and so you just see this entire um just the whole world the whole order turned upside down where now you have uh, religion subject to politics now mm-hmm. and it's
0: it's well, Francis immensely. was just visited by uh, Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi right? Yes. And so, like, some old buddies, real good chums, they were joking. and yeah. You can see in, in their their fawning, almost fawning looks at each other, how they admired each other. Uh, comrades, literally, in arms. Mm-hmm. And uh, now President uh, Biden is going to be over to mm-hmm. visit him, uh, Francis, very soon. and uh, Fresh from that visit, uh Biden is going to propose the fifteen percent universal minimum tax global tax on, on the, all the peoples of the world basically right mm-hmm. uh certainly a step, major step toward uh well the uh one world government really yeah everyone has to pay to the world government now so this is uh they're all working hand in glove and or claw in glove and um We are, uh, they think at their mercy, and yet, you know, every now and then, the truth comes out where they don't expect it. This goes to show that they don't have the complete control they fancy they have. They like to think that they have complete control. They like to think that they have, the truth is dead and buried. But, you know, the resurrection is there. Every now and then you see the truth come out. Uh, very very powerfully uh, in spite of all of their efforts and um, if it doesn't humble them at least it humiliates them and infuriates them mm-hmm. they, they're determined to bury the truth deeper but by the grace of God we still have the faith we've got to proclaim the faith uh, boldly and without any hesitation Now, exactly still the time we've got to stop being Shy, lazy, and uh, considerate <laughs> in a sense of uh, trying to conceal our faith so as not to offend other people. Quite the contrary. By doing that, we are sparing the feelings of other people and offending Almighty God. It's unconscionable. We have to speak yeah. up. And I know through defeat and modernism, you're trying to do exactly that?
2: I am. I am. I mean, it's, I, at this point in history, I think we could say God is pouring tremendous grace upon the world. And there are people that are waking up but people need to take this very seriously because it is a matter of life and death and eternal life and death so you're talking forever and so you're a witness to the faith can help save other people's souls but also your own soul too because it strengthens your faith when you help others because you just don't know where some people are in life right at that particular time emotionally what they've gone through in life Sometimes they just need that that extra help, right? That extra prayer, uh, that witness, mm-hmm. and that's what I've tried to do with my with my site in that to give people uh, to give people the resources to help them to understand. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's you know it's their their free will to to accept it, to to study, to pray, and then. To make the conversion, mm. go to confession, go to mass, um, for non-Catholics to get baptized, because if you lose your soul, all is lost. Doesn't matter how much money you had, or how. Well, you've,
0: you've had some success too, right? People have responded. Uh, yes, yeah, fortunately, with yeah. the information they need, and uh, they can make sound judgments on that.
2: Yeah, I, I, I get um, I get messages from people over the world. Um, I had a. A muslim man in germany want to convert go to get baptized um protestants atheists uh catholics. Traditional catholics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah traditional catholics exactly yeah so it's there um but as catholics as traditional catholics we need to pray for these people we need to make sacrifices for these people and we need to be an example as well and so that's how we can each become saints that's how we can take advantage of this time i i see this as as, as horrible as it seems and as depressing as it can be at times, I think we have to realize that the Lord knew from all eternity that we would exist in this time and that he has given us the gift of the true faith. And so it's up to us to do something with that. And, and what that is, it's going to be different for everyone but the bottom line is is you have to act this is the time where you can become a martyr where you can become a great saint. you know i try to read the martyrology every day and i look at that and i think of what those men and those women suffered those children but they were just like you and i right and they they went and they suffered what they had to suffer for the glory of god and that's that's really my message to to people today is is this is our time this is our time to, to to rise up and to become the saints that god has created us to be
0: well you know chris in the, in the old days when i say the old days i mean when i was a kid mm. uh the books we read were uh the vision series of saints and martyrs these are the books we grew up with these are the stories we read these are the lives that uh, were our models to follow you know saint dominic and uh saint francis of assisi and uh saint rose of lima and mm saint cecilia and so on and they inspired a whole generation of kids and it's some of those books have disappeared from the shelves and we have a whole generation or two now that has grown up without them mm-hmm. and what do they have to inspire them um celebrities oh the shallow the shallowness is abysmal mm-hmm. these celebrities uh these rock stars these sports stars what do they have um you're right i mean people need to to go back and they need to read the martyrology and they need to read the lives of the saints again Mm -hmm. they need to find them uh they're there the the novice order was taking them out by the wheelbarrow poles to be to burn them but they're still there to be had if people want them and this is what they should be giving their children to read this is what they should be filling their minds and their hearts with a knowledge of the things of god a love for the things of god Mm -hmm. The examples that God gives us of the saints are living parables, and that's what we need to be reading now. Together with the Gospels, we can see how those Gospels are lived by the by in the lives of the saints. Exactly. So I totally agree with you about that.
1: Mm-hmm. And Chris, I, I agree. You you mentioned that about the the feedback you've gotten uh, from your from your videos because we definitely see that here too. It is incredible, as you say, all over the world, um, people will watch the video and respond to it um, just in, in such an enthusiastic manner. Mm-hmm. It, it's incredible, and I think did that really just go to show the power that that the the truth has that the true faith has because yeah. you know so many times um a lot of times after we record father father will will ask you know like do, do you think that was that was worth it uh mm-hmm. the, the time and effort that we put into mm-hmm. that because it seems it seems so simple so many times
0: well more I think it was worth the people's time in watching it
1: <laughs> <laughs> really is. But we we do a lot of times on the show we we cover a lot of the same topics a lot of time we um you know we we cover the same ground but it is absolutely incredible the power that the truth has that the true faith has just simply simply stating the true faith um it works wonders literally miracles across the entire globe people respond to this and they they never hear anything like this anymore they don't get that from their local uh novus ordo so-called priest and Um, you just you don't you don't hear the truth anywhere in the (laughs) world almost in in the world today and so when it is actually heard when the truth is actually stated it is incredibly powerful and it's so easy for us to kind of you know look at the sad state of the world and just um you know kind of say you know things are so terrible what's 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 the point you know even if i i tried people are so evil that it wouldn't it wouldn't uh have any any effect whatsoever but just simply stating the truth simply practicing your faith and and an open manner um can literally work miracles because of the power uh the supernatural power that the truth has that the true true faith has um so we, we have definitely definitely found the the same to be true so there's a lot of grace at work we just need to uh to tap into it exactly but um cooperate with it cooperate yeah. with it yes absolutely um okay well then if i could uh ask another um question from one of our viewers she provided a quote from uh saint john Chrysostom. haven't verified the quote but um it reads thus the church is an enclosure if you are within the wolf does not enter but if you leave the beasts will seize you do not distance yourself from the church there is nothing mightier than the church so our viewer asks, Father, um, Chris, how, how does one answer this post? Is this what St. John Chrysostom said, is that still true today? And what does that mean to be within the church?
0: Well, when people ask questions like that, sometimes they're confused because they think, well, if you're a traditional Catholic, somehow you're outside the church and you're exposed, in this case, to the wolves and you um, uh, you've set up an altar against altars, you know, uh, against the altar of the church, um, by having the traditional mass and so on. But I think we can cut through all of that confusion, uh, because it is a bunch of uh, confusion, uh, to ask simply, uh, is Francis, is he a shepherd, or he's a wolf? Is he the wolf? And I think most people today would see that he is certainly not... Playing this part of the shepherd, he definitely is playing the part of the wolf. And so, if we take literally that quote, the imagery of that quote, we have to say, well, if Francis is the wolf now, who's sketch, uh, scattering the need uh, snatching at them, scattering them, right, devouring them, and so on, uh, then is he in the church? I mean. that talks about the wolf being outside the church snatching and scattering the sheep, right? Mm -hmm. And if he's doing that in the Novus Ordo, is the Novus Ordo religion and its modernist faith, so-called anti-faith, is that the church? And the answer that we give as traditional Catholics is, no, that is not the church. It can't be the church. How could it possibly be the church? How can we uh, say that when the, the true church of Christ there is the traditional Catholic faith, and there is also the uh, the, the, the diametric opposite to it, the synthesis of all heresies, modernism, also as a faith. So you have the faith, the true faith, and the anti-faith within the same church. How is it possible that they can be two faiths in that same in one same church, and that it was established by our Lord Jesus Christ? And how can you have the practice of the traditional Catholic religion? with all of its, uh, you know, with the Holy Mass and the sacraments and all the rest, all the sanctifying power of the Church. And also, at the same time, have the practice of modernism, the religion of modernism, which is the Novus Ordo. Can you have multiple faiths and multiple religions? Not only just multiple. Can you have faiths and religions that are diametrically opposed to each other? That would would destroy each other, you know, naturally? Because they're... inveterate and uh, intrinsically opposed to each other? Could you have those in the same church? Yes. You could. If you were a modernist. That's fine. There's no problem with that. The modernist, the whole modernist construct has the idea that you can have one church with multiple different faiths, all of them contradicting each other, and multiple different religions, right? all of them opposing each other. You can have that all in one church, but that's not the church of Christ. That's the church of Satan. That's exactly what Satan is going to construct. The Synodal Church of Francis is exactly that. But if you're going to have a Church established by the one true Son of the one true God on the face of the earth, that one true Church is going to have the faith that Christ taught with the Holy Ghost guiding the Church as our Lord Jesus Christ himself said, not teaching new things but bringing to mind whatever he himself has already taught us and keep us faithful to what he has taught in the Gospels. And so um, that's not the same as Francis' ongoing revelation, you know, to himself. The Spirit is continually revealing new things to Francis, you know. Well, that's not the Holy Ghost. That's some other spirit he's got that possesses him, evidently. But in any case, um, the the answer that any traditional Catholic would have to give at this point, and uh, I, I give that answer as a traditional Catholic myself, is <clears throat> that those who follow Francis walk in darkness. And that darkness is not of Christ, and that Francis is, is, is indeed a wolf. And um, he's not just a mercenary, he is a wolf. And um, that those who follow him are not in the Church. To the extent that they follow him, they can't be. Uh, that those who follow the traditional Catholic faith and practice the traditional Catholic religion, they are the Church right now. They are the ones who are actually practicing the Catholic faith Uh, And living is actually, they believe the true true Catholic faith that Christ taught. So uh, I think we just have to kind of accept that fact that we have, as Chris himself said earlier today so well, St. Athanasius in a sense answered that question when he said, um, they have the churches, we have the faith. He said that about the Arian heretics, that they have the churches, but we have the faith. So what is it that it takes to make you Catholic? Does your whole title to the churches and throw out those who have the faith <laughs> and drive them out, right, into the catacombs? Well, uh, frankly, it is the faith
2: that matters, right?
0: I think so, you'd yeah. probably agree.
2: <laughs> the faith is everything, because without the faith, you're, every, all is lost. So if someone like a Francis is wearing the robes, has the title, um, controls the infrastructure, the bureaucracy of the church, it gives the illusion it gives the appearance of controlling the church but it's not the faith so if you have an occupying force it's occupying the temple occupying the church occupying the presidency whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. they have the the semblance of power and authority but it's not true authority because someone who is teaching immoral unjust laws um, doctrines that are contrary to the truth the to the teachings of the church then then he is not a shepherd he is not the 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 pontiff of the holy church he is a wolf like you said and sometimes i'd look at uh, caiaphas the high priest you know he had he had the robes he had the title and all the jews believed him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and instead of choosing the true high priest christ they choose the false high priest caiaphas and, and I see them in
0: the streets crying, oh, crucify him, crucify him. Exactly.
2: And that's what I would say the world is doing today to our, to our, our Lord, to our church, um, what Francis is doing with the Novus Ordo Catholics who, who truly believe and follow him. But it's a deception if you don't pray, if you don't strive to live in a state of grace, if you don't learn, if you don't study, if you're not doing spiritual reading, if you're not learning the history of the church, you're not going to know about the in heresy. You're not going to know about any of these things. Uh, the Protestant churches, I mean, the, the Protestant revolt, you had Catholic bishops and priests keep possession of their churches and create their own rights. That's the Novus Ordo. It's just that they didn't leave the Catholic structure. They stayed inside. And and this is a deception. And the church had to right of Catechism. her priests... Well, for all
0: of her clergy, the, the Catechism of the Council of Trent was composed precisely to educate the clergy in the faith so they could teach the faithful. Mm-hmm. That's how badly things had gone and how corrupt their faith had become. So as you say, they, they would stay on in power, but they would introduce a uh, an alien faith inimical to the Catholic faith. And the people just kind of blindly fell in love. You know, we traditional Catholics, uh, when, when when I say that we traditional Catholics are, the, are those who are left of the Catholic Church, who are left within the Catholic Church and practicing the Catholic faith and, and sacraments. I really mean that quite literally, and I don't mean to say it arrogantly. I just believe it from the standpoint because I believe it, it is, in fact, the Catholic faith, and it is the the Catholic religion. You can verify that historically, anybody who's willing to go back and do their homework and find that out, mm-hmm. that there's this continuity in our faith in our religious practice, that is not there in the Novus Ordo. Anybody who has an honest bone in his body can discern that, or an honest brain, a cell in his brain, can determine that is true. But here we are, you know, we're questioning the question of Francis, Francis, Francis. But Francis does not believe in the papacy. Francis does. He what he believes of the Petrine ministry, as he calls it. Is something completely alien to the Catholic faith. It is not the Catholic papacy that he believes in. Whereas we as traditional Catholics, we believe in the papacy. We hold to the papacy very firmly. Our loyalty is to the papacy. But we see Francis's loyalty is not. He's trying to substitute a false and a phony papacy, which is a modernist papacy. But, I mean, we're the ones who are citing the popes of the past with reverence because we believe in the authority of the papacy, which Francis has is is just a a caricature of that. He's living a mockery of that authority. So uh, when I say that traditional Catholics are the ones who are holding true to the faith, I don't think it can be even argued that we are. We are actually literally holding fast to the truth and its integrity. And I, I would ask anybody out there who has any doubt about that to check it out, find out for yourself, and if you have the faith, well, return or begin to practice for the first time, perhaps in your in your uh, in your life, the true traditional Catholic faith. Here, come back to the true Mass, the sacraments, and practice the faith.
1: Father, why why would God permit this situation to uh, to come upon us, where you know, as Chris said, we have a, a man who wears, wears the the robes and, and lives at the the right address and has all of the the right titles and everything. Um, that can be it is very confusing for the average Catholic. Why would God permit that to Punishment.
0: Punishment. Divine retribution for our sins. Those who had faith ostensibly, did not live it, did not practice it, were not faithful to it, they, they took it uh, for granted, and they lose it. It's true every time. We take God's blessings for granted. We don't appreciate them. We lose them. And when we lose them, uh, we suddenly discover, uh, well, some of us at least suddenly discover what we lost. Mm. And so this is this is God's way of enabling some of us, uh, hopefully many, many of us human beings, to really see the consequences of denying Him and being faithless to Him. And so this is a great grace from God to turn people back to Him and thus save their souls, whereas otherwise, as our Lord said, broad is the way and, and comfortable it leads to perdition, right? Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life, and few there are that follow it. So this is our our Lord's way simply of appealing to those who uh, will respond to his grace, because he does, after all, want to save our souls, but he he does need our cooperation by his own dispensation. By his own decision, he he needs our cooperation. And, um, you know, in a sense, before any of us before any of us, can render to God cooperation with his grace, we need the first gift of the Holy Ghost, and that is the gift of the fear of the Lord. And that's a start, because that's what humbles us. Before God, it humbles us before God to have a certain fear, not a—not a even a, a servile fear, but a filial fear of God and his justice. That's the beginning of wisdom, as sacred scripture tells us. And so I, I think, Tom, that the answer really is to be found in that, that this is God's way of giving those who will the, the, gift of, of the, of the gift of the fear of the Lord to humble us so that we can make a beginning and to cooperate with the grace that God gives and appreciate it. And Chris, I, I expect you can embellish
2: that, add to it, uh, refine it. Yeah, I mean, it's... I know it's, you've given some thought to it. It's the little number of those who are saved, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's, I guess there's, there's a quote that goes something like, God who created you without you won't redeem you without you. And so, we have to make the choices. We have to, we have to obey God. And God does not ask the impossible of us. He knows how how weak and sinful we are. He knows the society that we grew up in, right? It's, it's it's we like jerome said with the arian heresy you woke up and you just breathe in arianism well we wake up and we breathe in freemasonry we breathe in communism we breathe in all the filth of of all the heresies combined in Mar, in modernism and so for those of us who who do have faith in god who do believe and who know that something is wrong and i mean i was there i mean i grew up in the Novus Ordo. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a devotion to Our Lady when I was very young, um, wore the brown scapular, kept the rosaries on my bed. You know, I always had this kind of a fear. Yeah. Um, but it was through it was through prayer, it, praying the rosary. It was through uh, reading. Fortunately, I came across St. Louis de Montfort. I came across St. Augustine, um, St. Alphonsus de St. Francis de Sales. And that helped nurture my faith. And so... It's it's a combination of prayer, of reading, of, of living the faith, avoiding bad companions and, and forming your mind. Because the more you spend time with people who are immoral, who don't have the faith, uh, the more time you spend reading or watching things that are going to take you away from God. Well, it just weakens you. It leads you into sin and it's going to draw you away from the narrow path. And so... Now more than ever we we have to just focus on living the faith, defending the faith, promoting the faith and and ensuring that we that we die in the faith
1: because that's that's everything absolutely
0: well said yeah
1: well uh chris, since you talk about um educating oneself, we had a you write in and ask uh if someone was looking to attend a college and and uh, for the purpose of religious studies, what what types of college would you recommend?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend no college. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, w- I would recommend the 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 College of Our Lord Jesus Christ, the College of the Traditional Catholic Church. I, w- I would recommend reading the Encyclicals of Saint Pius X, reading all the 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 Pope's. You know, prior to John the Twenty-Third, reading the saints, reading the fathers of the church. You know, there's a there's some Protestants that that will will contact me, and I tell them, well, read the fathers of the church, because they learned from the apostles. That was the true faith. That the church didn't start in the fifteen hundreds. You know, so. If you read that, it's undeniable that they believe in the papacy. They believe in confession, the true presence of the blessed sacrament, of Christ in the blessed sacrament, the saints, all of that. It's unchanging. And so that's that's the whole point, is that the truth doesn't change. And so if the truth doesn't change, when you have an outside force coming in, overtaking the church, giving you a new mass, giving you new sacramental rites, giving you new theology, destroying the statues, right? Why are they doing that? For those of us who are living, you know, those of us who are younger, and you saw all the statues being taken down uh, when last summer, was it, last year? Oh, right. Right? Yeah, right. Well, that's, that's a revolution. That's what revolutionaries do. They want to demoralize the population. They want to destroy the culture. They want to change the language. They want to change the beliefs. That's what the modernists did in the 1960s. It's the same exact game plan, and now we're seeing it here in the U.S. So you have to, you have to learn from history and and you know like the old saying says those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it Mm -hmm. and the problem is 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 so much of the education that people like my age have had tom's age and younger we were indoctrinated i didn't learn any you know i didn't learn anything of worth in college so so i don't know if that answers your question but (laughs) but there's really no i mean other than maybe going to Seminary, or or so you wouldn't in, recommend Catholic University of America or
0: Boston College or one of those fine no. Catholic institutions. No, definitely not. I, I'm only being positioned yeah. here, of course, <laughs> because they're completely in the hands of the enemy of the faith, no doubt about it. So, I mean, there are traditional Catholic groups who've tried to make a stab at having a starting some kind of Catholic uh, curriculum, even two-year college in various places, but. You know, I I couldn't recommend it. I I don't know enough about it to be able to recommend it. I Mm. don't know what they're teaching there. I fear that there are compromises being made. You know, I that's that's what concerns me. There are some outfits that have uh, groups that have tried to establish quasi-traditional Catholic colleges around the country, but you know, then you you hear things that show that they're trying. They're introducing phenomenalism. They're of sometimes just, you know, being cozy with the New Order liturgy and all the rest and bringing in New Order speakers to speak at the campus and so on. So how can you, how can you recommend that? I agree with Chris totally. I mean, here I am, uh, you know, a long time principal of a school here that turns out graduates who... Do go on to college and do very well and they all get involved it seems in pro-life the pro-life effort wherever they go god bless them that's that is very comforting to me and um almost to a to a, a man or a woman they, they they hold fast to the traditional mass um but um the, the way things are going right now uh, if, if they could uh get out of uh high school and use the smarts they have to become entrepreneurs and actually just find a way to make a living without all of wasting their life, their time, their energy, their talent, possibly even risking their souls and going to some corrupt college of, of you know, uh, from hell, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. then I would say, by all means, avoid it like the plague, you know? Um, I mean, the colleges are like the moral leprosarians. They're the moral leprosari of the day. And uh, people go there to become moral lepers, it seems. I would just avoid it like the plague. And um, I don't know. It just seems to me that, uh, you know, whether they may be going to college and getting vaccinated, or they might be going there and uh, getting religious exemptions not to get vaccinated. But I fear they're all going to wind up being vaccinated with some evil... Creed, mm-hmm. and they're going to have their faith uh, weakened or corrupted by by the college experience these days. So whether they're willing to take President uh, Biden and uh, you know uh, Fauci's uh, Doctor Jaws magic potion if or not, I fear that just being in the college scene, they're good. they're getting vaccinated morally. Uh, they're getting vaccinated. Um, uh, with something that will be very destructive of their faith and their souls.
2: It's indoctrination. It's, yeah, doctrine, it's
0: indoctrination. Yeah. It's uh, Russia spreading errors throughout the world, as Our Lady warned. You know, you asked, why would God permit it? Well, I think we were already forewarned. I, th- I think Our Lady already answered that question for us mm. as to why this was going to happen. And we didn't take her seriously, not seriously enough. And um, so... But I think Our Lady also made it very clear that at the end of all of this process, uh, all of the grief and, and misery that we bring upon ourselves by our sins, that the great result is going to be, in the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. And so I think that's ultimately the answer Why, why God permits all of this, so that the Immaculate Heart of Mary can triumph. Because God triumphed in the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and He wants that triumph to be carried over to all of us by a spiritual motherhood she has over us. So, you know, ultimately I guess I would say that the reason why God permits it is so that ultimately he will triumph. You remember that um, question that people raised recently, some graduates about uh, the, uh, what is it, um, the...
1: um, Epicurean
0: paradox. Paradox? Epicurean paradox. Why why would God permit this evil? Why would God permit this evil? How could he do it? Does he not have the power to prevent it? If he did, he certainly would have, he doesn't have the power, therefore he's not God. You know all of this nonsense. Mm-hmm. But the fact is that God has a greater power than anyone can conceive of because he has the power actually to draw greater good out of evil, out of evil. Uh, and this is this is a divine power to draw good even out of the evil that we creatures do. Uh, and that's going to be very obvious with the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Mm-hmm
1: very good well father i think that uh, could be a beautiful thought that we could perhaps end on unless you had any final words of wisdom for us well since
0: uh uh Mr. Piotr, he has flown all the way from uh, puerto rico on the show last night uh you flew in just when just yesterday actually uh, last week oh last week yeah yeah well it's good to see you here um i just proposed to chris probably 10 minutes before the show began <laughs> and he graciously um and i think Courageously agreed to be on. I, I thank it's an you honor. Thank you, Father. Thank you thank very you. much. And I appreciate all you do. Thank you very much. Your website there. Let's keep bringing souls to the altar, to the cross.
2: So one thing I wanted to add to what you were saying about the colleges, and, and I think at this point in time, uh, again, this is a very big opportunity for entrepreneurs because mm-hmm. there's a whole. There's people well, who. you are, work in the financial. Yeah. But there, there are people who. How many doctors and nurses are now out of work, mm-hmm. right? Well, should, sh- there's now a great demand for hospitals, doctors and nurses who will assist us who are unvaccinated. I mean, my parents are not very healthy. I had to take my dad to the hospital last week when I was in, in New Jersey. And you have to worry about well, what's going to happen to them. Are they going to be forced? Or in a week or two, if he has to go back, are they going to force him to take this mm-hmm. to, get, to get care? I don't want to go to those hospitals i'll pay cash i don't care if they're not going to take the uh the the medicare or whatever it is it's my father and it's also i want to help these doctors and nurses who have lost their jobs you know a friend who was a nurse who lost her job in new york city Mm -hmm. because of this Mm -hmm. so there's there's a a huge opportunity for entrepreneurs to create businesses to help people who are losing their jobs because these are great people these are people who have principles who have faith right Mm-hmm. These are the people you want to hire. These are the people you want to work for. These are the people that you want to support. These so that are the zeros be... that were
0: the heroes. Now. Yeah,
2: they're, they're exactly. Zeroed out by the uh, you know, by the revolution. Yeah. So I mean, that that was just the last thing I wanted to say. Is, so hire the heroes. Hire the heroes. Forget college. You'll learn more building your own business, failing at it, being successful at it, whatever it is. You'll learn more from that than you will going to any of these Marxist. Uh, brainwashing, waste of time, waste of money, colleges and universities.
0: And how many of the billionaires bypassed college degrees? Yeah. There are a number of them who've done so. They didn't want to waste their time. No. Well, unfortunately, the, the least you can say about the colleges these days is they a waste of time, but it gets a lot worse after that, right? Mm-hmm. It goes downhill from there. And uh, not to mention the debt of the student loans and all the rest. Yeah. (laughs) The Useless degrees they're turning out, especially the way the financial um, situation is going right now, Mm -hmm. the economies and so on. I I agree with you totally. They should actually, uh, I'd rather have them be plumbers right now and uh, have a a skill that is actually useful, needed, Mm -hmm. and almost guarantees that they can make a living and provide for a family. Than that they be uh, day traders or well I guess what I'm talking about is like hedge hedge fund billionaires yeah, yeah, I'd, rather, yeah. I'd rather have that um, but in any case uh, I, we we agree we tend to agree on a lot of things <laughs> that, so, here and there yeah and the most important thing we agree on the faith <laughs> exactly thanks for to God so exactly and tongue too
1: yes sir right? yep. Yeah. Well, thank you both for being here tonight, Chris. Thank thanks you for coming in. Yeah, it was it's an honor. To, I appreciate great it. Great to have you here. Yeah. Thank you,
0: Father. Yeah, we hope we well, have you, you back. If you would I,
2: I, I would
1: love it. Yeah, okay. I'd be honored. Thank you. Great.
0: Okay, okay. we'll talk about cheery things. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, it's, <a, laughs>
1: it's a deal. <laughs> all
2: <laughs> all right.
1: right. Well, thanks to all of our viewers for watching this episode of What Catholics Believe. Until next time, we ask you all to remember the words of Our Lady at Fatima, to consecrate yourselves and your families to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and to pray and do penance. Thank you, and God bless you.